In today's episode, we sit down with Aussie Dave Adamson to glean from his insights about a discipline that you've probably been curious about, and that's making the leap to video. We explore why church photographers should consider shooting video and how you can get started. But before we get there, I'm Rob Lauder. I'm Connor Strickland. And, and this, this is, is the Church, church Photographers, Photographers Podcast. Podcast. All right, so we are here again at that church conference. Uh, had some time to connect with some good friends of mine and some influential and talented photographers, uh, one of whom is my buddy Aussie Dave. Uh, Aussie Dave is the social media pastor at North Point Church. And uh, I'm going to let you kind of fill in uh, you, you kind of your, your history, your experience, what you love to do. So tell us about who you are and what you're passionate about. It, it, when people ask me who I am, I like to say this. I'm Meg Adamson's husband. There you go. That's all anybody needs to know. Uh, Meg Adamson's husband. I uh, am the dad to three girls, three yep. teenage girls. Um, I work at a church called North Point in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, uh, some of your listeners may have heard, may have heard of Andy Stanley. He's, he's my boss. Um, and I've been shooting photos uh, since I was 40. Um, I'm 47 now, so cool. seven years. Yeah. My wife gave me a camera when I turned 40 as my midlife crisis. Um, I needed a, a mm-hmm. creative outlet and always been creative. And my, my, my history in photography is interesting, actually. So my, in my former life, my pre-professional Christian life, um, I was in the media in Australia. Hmm. And I was the, edi- the youngest ever editor of Australia's highest-selling sports magazine. And in that role, I worked with photographers all the time creative directing them for, for shots that we needed, for shoots that we needed, um, you know, working alongside them. So I'd always worked with photographers, but I'd never picked up a camera until I turned 40. And as soon as I took my first photo, I realized I've got an eye for this. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy the instant process of yeah. this, that ability to, to, to take a photo of something that you can see, look in the back of the camera and see whether or not you got it. Um, always fascinated me. So I've been taking photos ever since and, you know, started posting them to my Instagram feed and I print them and I have two books out now that feature my photography and yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's really cool. And in such a short time too, I feel like, you know, folks who are seven years into photo um, could really be inspired by just how far you've come since you've picked up camera. Yeah, I hope so. I I think I'm constantly learning, right? There's always new things to learn. Um, and, and, And what I love about photography is it's not about the new gear that's coming out. It's about what you're learning on how you can use the current gear you have. Right, because gear changes every day. Gear changes every day. And if you, uh, the, the analogy I always use is, is one that's really well known in photography circles. When somebody says, oh my gosh, that's a great photo. Uh, what camera did you use? Mm-hmm. That is the equivalent of saying, going to a restaurant saying, that meal was fantastic. Can you tell me what sort of oven you used? <laughs> right. No, there's an artistry that a chef employs to make a great meal. It's the same thing with photography. There's an artistry that a photographer uses, the angle that they choose, the lighting decisions they make, the processing mm-hmm. decisions they make that yeah. makes it a great photo. Yeah, I think one of the things that inspires me most about the the content that you're producing on social and uh, across the web is that you're taking it just beyond just photography. And, and every photo that you publish has a story with it. It yeah. has something uh, informative or inspiring or educational with it. Well, um, I hope so. That's my during your During your talk earlier, you mentioned... Um, kind of why you started documenting through things yeah. through photos and, yeah. and, and um, teaching the Bible through photos. You want to touch on that story real quick? Yeah, for sure. So uh, my youngest daughter has dyslexia 
And um, as a result, I mean, she she follow, she's a follower of Jesus. She loves. She's the first kid who puts her hands up in the air during worship. Mm-hmm. Like she's very emotionally attached to her faith, but she struggles to read the Bible because she has dyslexia. And so I remember one morning talking to her. Uh, we're talking about Psalm twenty three, and I have a photo of a field I took uh, about a mile from my house, and it's this you know field with knee high grass as far as the eye can see, and and there's a beautiful picket fence, and there's a a really a magnificent oak tree in the photo. And I decided that I'm going to shoot the exact same spot every single season. Hmm. And so I've got all the seasons and I got the last season about two weeks before they chopped the tree down to build hmm. a house. And I was thrilled. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I pointed to that photo and I said, you know, as we read Psalm 23 and I talked to her about what Psalm 23 means, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. And mm-hmm. we talked about that. And uh, I realized at dinner that night, she she started reciting what I taught mm-hmm. her to her sisters. Mm-hmm. And I realized she's, she's learning through the image, not through the words. Mm-hmm. And so from that moment on, I just said, you know, I'm going to stop taking photos of my food. I'm going to stop posting photos of my feet sitting by the pool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop posting photos uh, outside the aeroplane window, mm-hmm. all of which are photos to make me look better than you, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I'm sitting by the pool. You're not. I'm having this great meal. You're not. I'm going mm-hmm. on vacation. You're not. I wanted to use my photos on Instagram to teach my kids everything I know about Jesus. Yeah. That's a way and of so redeeming social media. Exactly. And, and as a way of leveraging my photos for something more than just, hey, that's a, that was a good meal. And here, here's the interesting thing, Rob. You know, Shane Hips is a theologian. He says, um, he says, words are brain protein, photos are brain candy. Hmm. Another theologian said that um, uh, uh, words are the language of the 21st century. Uh, sorry, yep. images are the language of the 21st century. Yep. And I 100% believe that. That's right. why Instagram has so many photos, right? So, yep. many, so much reach, so many uh, mil, uh, 1 billion active users every single month, right? There's a reason for that because yep. it's all imagery based. Yep. And so what we need to be doing is leveraging our work to a greater purpose. And so that's literally what I do now. I, and I post it every morning at the worst possible time from a social media point of view, 6.15 a.m. Yep. But um, 44,500 people read my content mm-hmm. every day. And I've been able to help them take this next step in this faith journey yeah. while I'm just trying to create a situation where I'm going to die soon. Well, not Hopefully not Hopefully too not soon. soon. Yeah. But I'm going to die one day and I want my girls to know everything that their dad knows about Jesus mm-hmm. on my Instagram. There you go. That's a yeah. lofty goal. And uh, to, like it's, it's been inspiring for me to see uh, your journey and awesome. the content you put out. Um, the the topic that I want to focus on for the rest of our, our time together is uh, something that you uh, you shared with me a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 tangentially related to photography. Yeah. But not directly related to photography. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, but that's video. Yeah. And uh, kind of the the genesis of how this conversation came about was um, I shared with you a, a, an early version of some some research. We yeah. Did, yeah. And it was all about the um, the state of church photography. Yeah. And you know, in a in a long and and uh, insightful response, you're like, I think you're you're missing part of the story here, and, yeah. and, and you're missing an opportunity and a trend. Yeah. Um. And I read it. I'm like, 
Yes, exactly. And our photographers who are li- listen to this podcast yeah. need to be—they need to hear what you have to say. Yeah, yeah. And they need need to be thinking in this direction too. Yeah. So that um, you're kind of—if I, if I could summarize your thesis, yeah. <laughs> um, your, your 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 response to me was: photographers need to develop beyond just photography yeah. and think of themselves more as content creators. Yes. Across the space, including video and yes. other media. So. Um, man, tell us about uh, your your angle and perspective there. You shared yeah. some great statistics with me that I'd yeah, love yeah. for you to share with our audience as well. So yeah. give us the pitch for why uh, why photographers should develop in that area and yeah. then why churches should be thinking video. As so well. there, there's a there's a bunch of different reasons. Um, first of all, when 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 somebody is making a movie in Hollywood, right, the person who shoots it is called a what? Cinematographer. Videographer. They used to be called a cinematographer. Right. Now they're called a director of photography. Okay. A DP is what they're mm. known as, right? So there's this a- element to uh, creating videos that is inherently photography. Mm-hmm. Any of the good video creators out there, like anybody who's shooting really good video, mm-hmm. like the best video you can see, mm-hmm. probably have some training in photography. Mm-hmm. So as photographers, I think it, we have the basis for photography right from the outset mm-hmm. because we know what to look for you know, photography is chasing light, right? We know how light interplays with things and the best uh, video takes up the components of Mm -hmm. that as well. So I I would be encouraging people and and this was hard for me. I think I admitted that to you Mm -hmm. in my response was this was something that was difficult for Mm -hmm. me because I'm a photographer first. But I've realized if I want to take my craft to the next level, I need to shoot video as well. I need Mm -hmm. to employ the skills that I've developed as a photographer into shooting video also. And I think I shared with Mm -hmm. you um, a whole bunch of information about some photographers Mm -hmm. who have moved into videography Mm -hmm. and now some of the best YouTubers in the world. And the reason they're the best YouTubers in the world is because they're so good at photography. Mm And they give all, you know, they train people through photography. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, they had to learn yep. those skills associated with um, associated with photography to become great videographers. Yeah, and you said to me, like, hey, you're probably going to be putting together some videos, some some courses, and it's going to be on videos, not yes. with photos. Yeah, so. and that is that is completely part of the point. Now, some of the stats that I talked to you uh, about. And can I just preface all of this by saying, dude, I was so impressed with how graciously you received my feedback. Oh, no, thank you. Um, I was super impressed that you asked for it, but then you, you know, some people would have maybe taken this mm-hmm. a little bit hard, mm-hmm. but you were so gracious in, in, in receiving that. So one, a couple of things that I said to you was, you know, in, in 2019, I, I just did a talk. Uh, from at that church conference about the power of YouTube mm-hmm. and how we all need to be using YouTube to meet people in their moment of felt need. And so some of the statistics I talked to you about was was this, you know, video will be the king of social media and websites in 2020. Most people are saying that. Video all, already leads to people spending 88% longer on a website. So a website mm-hmm. that has video, mm-hmm. 88% longer. YouTube is the second most popular website in the world. YouTube is all about video. Um, Video is 95% more memorable than text and photos. 85% of all internet users watch videos every single day. A Facebook post that includes video gets 135% more reach than a Facebook post that just has a photo. Mm -hmm. That alone tells me that we as photographers, we as content creators mm-hmm. need to have as part of our toolbox the ability to shoot video. Mm-hmm. And the great thing is your listeners are listening to this right now probably with either a DSLR on their lap or 
close at hand, mm-hmm. that DSLR shoots 4K video probably, mm-hmm. right? HD minimum. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and the same focusing, lighting, um, all of those same processes they're currently mm-hmm. using to get great images will help them create great photos as well. Yeah, so one thing that, you know, as I read your response and I've had some conversations since, um, you know. Did you bag me in those conversations? I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> did you like rag on me? Did you did you tell people? Oh, no, absolutely not. Like, I mean, Con- Connor's about. Connor's here. He he's the first person I t- he 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 was there as I read your text. Yeah, and I'm like, no, this is great. This is exactly what we need to hear because Good. our mission is like you know, as a as a photographer. I like I personally have been considering like yeah, I'm going to pick up a mirrorless. Yeah, uh, like probably Nikon Z7. Uh, I'm going to start shooting video yeah. because I know video content is important yeah. and I know my skills transfer. Yeah. And so I was like, I, I, dude, I was and that right is there. the point. You just said it. You just sold, you just, if people weren't sold, this should be sold now. Your skills transfer. Because yep. people are like, I can't shoot video. No, no. If you're shooting photos, your skills transfer. All you need to do is press the button differently. That's literally all you need to do. So I'm going to raise some objections and questions. Go. And one of the things that I, that, um, that when, when, I say skills transfer, but you say you, all you need to do is push a button differently. I think there is a different skill or a new skill set that you need to learn and add to photography 100%. For, for video. Audio would be the key. Yeah, audio, and then also like framing over. You know, you, you, rather than capturing a single moment in time, you're you're capturing motion. Yeah, and so. Um, what would you say to somebody who might say, well, I, I don't have that skill set. You know, what, what might be some next steps of critical skills that they can learn and how they can develop those? Um, so what I would do is, as, a, as a next step, if you're somebody who is considering moving from, not, not moving from photo to video, but incorporating video as part of what you do in a content creation world, I would start shooting at home, shooting your family, shooting your, your spouse. Photographing your family. Yes. <laughs> Photo- shooting video of your family, right? Indeed. The same way that, I don't know if you're like this, but in my family, my kids always know, oh, dad's got the camera out. He's going to start taking photos of me. All the time. All the time. Now, they're like, dad's got the camera out. He's probably going to shoot video as well. Mm. Yep. And so the first thing I do is everything that I employ in taking photos of them, I now just shoot video of them as well. Yep. Here's a great example. Um, one of the things that I tell church photographers to do all the time is stop taking video, uh, stop taking photos from the six foot high, you know, I'm six foot. Mm-hmm. Nobody experiences church like that. Take photos through of the worship set, for yep. example, through people who yeah. are already standing. Yeah, I Shoot say, through them. I say hands aren't an obstacle. They're a, a design element. Well, that's the money shot, isn't right. it? The Christian money shot. But what I, mean, I like to do is I like to frame, you know, it's that third pillar, right? I like to frame a person. Mm-hmm and shoot through their yeah. head yeah. and the person or the shoulders of the two people standing there. Yeah. I like to shoot through them because the average person, when they come mm-hmm. to church, that's their viewpoint. They're looking yeah. through people to get the access to the speaker or to whatever. It, it's exactly the same with video. Mm-hmm. You're shooting through yep. people. You're, fr- you're, you're putting something in a block. You're blocking the main subject mm-hmm. with a little bit of movement behind yep. it. So that transfers. The, so start doing mm-hmm. that. That's the first step. Second mm-hmm. step is I would say get a... Get a, get a halfway decent microphone. Mm-hmm. Spend as little as $30 on Amazon to get a microphone that has a cold shoe mount for your camera mm-hmm. and just start getting audio. Yeah, even Start like understanding audio because here's the great thing. Uh, here's a really important thing about video when it comes to YouTube. People will put up with a bad video, mm-hmm. but they won't put up with bad audio. Yep. I switch off. I bet 
Yeah. Um, you were, you're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet all your listeners are doing the same thing. Because we know when we're watching a video on YouTube, if the audio sucks, we're out. Yeah. I can put up with blurriness. I can put up with jitteriness. But mm-hmm. I, as long as the audio is good. So then I would say next step is to 100% start playing around with audio. Mm-hmm. And, and the latest DSLRs, not even the latest, five years old, still have great and easy audio inputs. It's just one cable in. Well, I was going to say, I shoot with a D750, which is five or six years old now. Yeah. And even just my built-in mic, like I'm so pleasantly surprised by how good yeah. quality it just comes off of that. So there you go. You don't even have to buy a mic. Yeah. But I would, I always like to do that as a next level up. So you wanted two steps. Mm-hmm. There's my two yep. steps. Yeah, start yeah. shooting and then maybe start considering a cheap uh, microphone. All right, let's talk about photo management. Every photography team needs a place to store and share their photos. And when I first started my team at Summit, we tried everything. We tried Dropbox, we tried Google Drive, we looked into galleries like Smug Mug and Pixie Set, but they all had something missing and just something didn't work quite right. That's why we started using Fluoro Photos. Fluoro is a central place for growing photography teams to upload, tag, and share their photos. Uh, with Fluoro Photos, you can put an end to rogue Dropbox links, you can grow your photography team beyond just yourself, and you can make it easy to upload, tag, and search your entire photo library. Our entire photography team can upload their photos directly to Fluoro Photos. They can tag them by location, event, ministry, topic. And when it comes to finding those photos, our entire staff team can search Fluoro Photos and instantly find the photos that they need. For a limited time, Fluoro Photos is offering a free church photography guide to church photographers, podcast listeners. Inside that guide, you'll get a church photography checklist for all the must-have shots for any church event. You'll get camera recommendations that won't break the bank, and you'll find examples of moments that you can capture in your service and so much more. So you can get your copy of this great guide from Fluoro Photos by visiting churchphotoguide.com. Again, that's churchphotoguide.com. Dot com, churchphotoguide.com to get your copy from our friends at Flora Photos. Cool. So second uh, objection that was raised in my mind, what I just consider like the uh, making the, the leap to video yeah. is I, I know post-production Lightroom and mm-hmm. it's, I can, I can process an image in 30 seconds and yeah. it's captured well. Yeah. Um, video, takes some more effort in post production and totally takes does. you know new new software and new skills. Yeah. So maybe respond to that. Yeah, so my response would be yes, you are 100% right. There are new skills that you have to learn, mm-hmm. but I think in any uh, leaders are learners. Anytime we stop learning, we stop leading. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to get better at anything, you have to push yourself. This is the next way of you to push yourself, right? Um I don't know what your photo journey has been like, but I can tell you. First time I got a camera, it was just me and natural light. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, "Oh, I need to get I need to get a flash, a speed mm-hmm. light. And then I had to figure out a whole new set of skills yep. to, to do that, right? And then I went, now I want to do off-camera mm-hmm. lighting. And so I had to learn a whole new skill set again. Mm-hmm. Then I brought remote-controlled triggers so that I could shoot lightning. Yep. Um, then I went to uh, you know fast, uh, high shutter speed photography mm-hmm. of balloons bursting. And then I went to slow shutter speed of waterfalls. Mm-hmm. Like yep. We learn these skills. We're always adapting. Yep. And while it looks daunting when we first step into it, by the time we've learned a few things, we go, that was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Here's the great thing. If you use Photoshop or Lightroom, both Adobe products, Adobe mm-hmm. Premiere, the number one editing suite in the world, mm-hmm. 
uses the same shortcuts. Yep. You already are halfway there in creating the video. And if you've got a creative cloud account, which most people now do, Adobe Premiere is part of that. Mm -hmm. It's part of the package built in. So therefore, it's not going to cost you extra money. And your skills transfer again. Um, so one one thing that we hear in the church world... Am I convincing world, you, Rob, to do video? I'm already convinced. Oh, we're, try, we're trying good. to convince our <laughs> listeners. You know? like I'm, I'm, we are both on the same side here. Um, one of the uh, the things that we hear in the church world all the time, particularly at smaller churches, is we don't have budget for that. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, I mean, realistically, Adobe's Creative Cloud subscription, what, 50, 60 bucks a month? Yeah. If you get the full thing, yeah. that might be out, outside of the range. Any tools that you can recommend to get started on the cheap? Oh, so dude, we just, like, eliminate dude, that. Yeah, yeah. If the first videos you do are shot on your iPhone mm -hmm. using the built-in... Um, uh, iMovie app mm -hmm. like it's free it's already yep. there that has come such a long way mm -hmm. um, it is absolutely incredible and then there's multiple different apps that you could spend mm -hmm. as little as $4 on mm -hmm. um, I was talking today about uh, Switcher Studio yep. now that's a product that uh, you know I, I don't know the exact price I think it's like 20 bucks a month like that. but that allows you to bring in graphics and, and lower thirds and, mm -hmm. and everything to live video so just mm -hmm. start doing that um, so there are a range of products from free all the way up to Adobe Premiere mm -hmm. cloud of maybe 50 bucks a month and everything in between. Yeah, so I was talking to, to my friend uh, Ben Staple yesterday. Uh, he's also speaking at the conference this week. Yep. And uh, we were talking about kind of similar subjects. And uh, I didn't even mention our conversation. He brought this up. Um, we were talking about leading a photography team and how um, what he observed is as his photography team got larger, yep. there weren't enough assignments to go around. Yep. And so what he started to do was take some of his top photographers who already had some experience with video yep. and transition them into uh, or to adding or primarily being video roles. Mm. Um, have you had any experience with that with, with your teams or um, how maybe as you've gone through that journey yourself, um, have you noticed anything about that? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I lead... Uh, the the photo teams at uh, several of our campuses, mm -hmm. and you know sometimes we have one person there, mm -hmm. sometimes we have, you know maybe four people there, um, and when there's four people there, I try to break it up in the similar way that anybody who's listening who's a wedding photographer or has done a wedding, you break up the roles. There's a primary guy who's shooting on a long lens, then there's a, a second guy who's shooting on a wide lens, and then there's somebody. There might be somebody who's shooting all the detail as well. Mm -hmm. You know the rings, the the flowers, the the, the frills around the dress, that sort of thing as well, right? So I just break that up on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. So I would be saying to one of my team guys, hey, I only want you to shoot with a 70 to 200. That's all you, I want you to use. Oh, but I'm going to be really, yep, it's going to be perfect. Only shoot a 70 to mm -hmm. 200. To my next team member, I'll say, I want you to shoot wide, like 16 mm -hmm. mil, however, whatever you've got. Or if you've got a 24 to 70, I want you to only shoot at 24. Mm -hmm. Like I want all those wide shots. My, the guy after that, I would say, hey, I don't want you, any shots from you inside the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. I only want you to shoot people coming mm -hmm. in. That's good. And then the fourth guy, I would say, I only want you to shoot volunteers today. That... That, that's an embarrassment of riches. Are you kidding me? The amount of content that I could get from that one Sunday could last me the next six months. Right. Um, but it's about separating those roles out and, and being strategic in the way we're going to use it and what we're going to use them for. That's mm -hmm. where I think it starts. I, I think as your team grows, start using them in, in completely different ways. Here's the great thing. You will start to find that people will specialize. Hmm. People will love to only shoot the parking team or yeah. any of the volunteers, and they will get so good at it. 
um, that you will use them for that in any role, anytime they're there, have, no matter how many members you have. But other mm -hmm. people will get really good at shooting with a long lens in the mm -hmm. sanctuary in horrific lighting. Mm -hmm. um, other people will start to experiment over their own. One of the mm -hmm. things I always tell, like even me, right, when I'm going to shoot at a church, I literally will say, hey, I'm only going to use a prime lens today. Yep. And I do that because I want to challenge myself. Yep. I'm going to make sure every photo I'm using this crystal that I have so I can chimp the lens a little bit because I want to change up everything I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I'm only going to shoot uh, with, with maximum headspace above my subjects. I'm going to, I'm going to be really spacious. Mm -hmm. Like I challenge myself to do that. When you've got a larger team, you just need to challenge them in a similar way. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, any last minute? So, like you've, you, I was pre-convinced. Like I've, I was already planning to do video, and so yeah. when you and I had that conversation, it was like, oh yeah, this makes perfect sense because yeah, yeah. I'm going through that right now and exploring. Um, but for the listener who's not yet convinced, like give like the 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 drive at home pitch for why, even if they're like a brand new photographer, they need to start considering video. Um, there's several things I would say. First of all is that the best photographers in the world move into videos, are moving into video as well, have for a little while and they, they still are because that's, that's a key part of it. I would also push that point I said earlier. Leaders are learners. I think if we're going to stay creative, we have to keep pushing ourselves into new mediums. You know, I know photographers who moved from digital photography to film photography purely because they wanted to um, uh, teach themselves new skills. I know other people who move from profile only, you know, portrait only photographers into landscape photographers for exactly the same reason. I, I have a, a really good friend who only does, uh, um, what do they call it, space photography. Mm -hmm. um, that's all he does with a, with a uh, giant telescope. Yeah. Like, and I'm blown away by what he does. But he learned the new skills he wanted to expand what he could do. Video is just expanding what you do. And... It's expanding what you do into a medium that the rest of the world is craving right now. Mm -hmm. They are craving that sort of thing. Yep. So that I hope that that would, I hope that that would drive it home. And hey, if you're too, if you are too scared to use your DSLR for video because I don't know, maybe maybe it seems too daunting, or you don't want to change the settings, or, or whatever it might be, go out and buy a, a cheap a GoPro or something mm -hmm. like that, and just start shooting with a GoPro to see what what happens and then yep. start posting that content on your Instagram instead of a video, uh, sorry, instead of a photo, post those videos and just test for yourself how much extra engagement doesn't get, does it get. I get good engagement on my photos. When I post a video, I get four times as many views, four times as many yep. views. And so as somebody who's trying to spread a message, I want to get the most eyeballs onto that because when they watch my video, they then go and look at my photos as well. So it becomes another, it's a marketing funnel tool, right? Mm -hmm. They watch, they come for the video, they stay for the photos. Cool. Um, as you were talking about that, I had one more question jump up in my mind. And that's uh, kind of organizational structure on creative teams. Yeah. Um, I'm our director of digital. And yeah. so I own photography because we use, most of our photographs are being used either in social media, email, web, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it makes sense for me to do that. But we also have a video team. Yeah. And so um, I like I would feel uncomfortable going to my videographers or my photographers and saying, hey, search this video without looping in the rest of the team. Yeah. Um, any insight into kind of cross uh, team communication there and maybe yeah concern. unfortunately the average church is set up in silos right and so there's not much of that going we are, on we are very siloed and something yeah. to fight against all the time and so yeah I constantly fight against it all the time and sometimes that requires some crossover of stuff and mm -hmm. so um, 
you know, one of the things that our media team at North Point are really, really good at is that um, the the camera operators they have, the directors of photography that they have who are shooting video are also really good photographers. And so they cross over a little bit there. Or we cross-pollinate. When we've got a, we do a thing every year at North Point called Be Rich. It's a, it's a giving campaign. And so we go into the community to these partners that we have who are serving the local community and we give them checks for hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes. And we always get multiple coverage. Our media team sends the video uh, video guys and the lighting. And then uh, my photographers will use that lighting in their still shots as well because we know video is going to work here. Photos are going to work here. Mm-hmm. We're going to need this coverage for this thing, maybe a website. We want photo coverage. But for our Instagram stories, we want a video. So, but, and for the grid, we want the photos. So we always just force the crossover. Does that make sense? Yep. We, we always just say, hey, we, we know that media team, you can't do all video and photography today. Let me send a photographer along. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, we try to just build that relationship. That's yep. all it is. It's all about relationships. Silos come down when people... Uh, are in relationship with each other and want to serve each other. Yep, cool. That's about all the time we got. Time for yeah, um, man. man I, if if anybody's listening and they don't already follow you, which is yeah. probably like five people, um, <laughs> tell them tell them where to find you and tell them what they can expect when they fo- when they follow you. Uh, yeah, you can follow me. The, the best place to follow me is always Instagram. That's where I, I post every morning uh, and I post uh, photos that I've taken from around the world, Australia, Europe. Uh, Egypt, uh, a lot from Israel because it's one of my mm-hmm. favorite places in the world to shoot. Um, so they'll find photos there, but they're paired with devotionals mm-hmm. where I'm trying to help you take the next step in your spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the bottom line for me. The Bible's complicated, right? Mm-hmm. The Bible's complicated, mm-hmm. but you want to get the most out of it. I just want to help. Mm-hmm. And the tool I use to help is a photo that gets you into a devotional mm-hmm. that's short and it's practical. Mm-hmm. To me, photos are the modern day parables. Jesus told parables. What's the kingdom of heaven like? Well, it's like a man who had a banquet. Like, mm-hmm. That's Jesus's way. When people say me, to me, hey, what, what's the kingdom of heaven like? I say, hey, let me show you a photo mm-hmm. of this sunset at this gorgeous beach on the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. I'm showing you this because that's where my wife experiences God. That's mm-hmm. where she worships him. In that, create, in that creation. So to me, a photo is a modern day parable. That's what you'll get when you follow me at, at Aussie Dave, A-U-S-S-I-E, Dave. Then on my Twitter, if you want to follow me there, Aussie Dave again, same thing. For there, I, I talk a lot about leadership and uh, life lessons mm-hmm. because I have a hashtag that I use called stuff I want my daughters to know. Mm-hmm. I'm a dad to three teenage girls. Again, I'm going to die one day when, they, when I die. They can learn everything I know about Jesus on my Instagram and everything I know about life and leadership on my Twitter. That's, that's how. Great. That's literally how I leverage both of those tools. That's great. Don't Dave. follow me on Facebook. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll attest to that. No, just kidding. Uh, thank you so much for taking some time. I'm it's really glad that we could hang out yeah, at man. that church conference yeah. and hope to do it again soon. And thank you for taking photos during the session when I was speaking. They were. Uh, you're welcome. You're, you're the man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Hey, Connor, let's talk about what we have going on over at churchphotographers.com. Yeah, Rob, we know how hard it is to be a part of a church photography team. We both serve as photographers at our church. You lead our photography team. So we experience the challenges that leaders and volunteers go through every week. That's right. And that's why we're excited to announce the launch of a brand new resources for church photographers and team leaders, churchphotographers.com. At churchphotographers.com, we're building a vault of free resources that will help you grow as a photographer. And if you are a team lead, lead your team well. 
Yeah, all this and more can be yours absolutely free, but you do need to be on the list. We don't allow just anybody in here. So, Connor, tell them how they can get access to the goods. Yeah, you can get on our list by joining our online community, Church Photographer Nation. To do that, head over to churchphotographers.com. That's churchphotographers.com. Click the free resources button and sign up today. And then once you're in, you'll have access to all of our goodies, past, present, and future. You'll also be the first to know when new resources are available. And so if you want in, and we think you will, head over to churchphotographers.com, give us your deets, and we'll send you those resources your way. All right, Connor. So that was an, another awesome conversation. Uh, it's been so cool to be able to connect with our friends and our colleagues here at that church conference. Um, probably my my favorite part of that interview was the incredible Australian accent Most throughout definitely. the entirety of the the conversation. Um, but other than that, what are some some things that you gleaned from that conversation and things that stood out to you? Yeah, I think first off. I love what he said about using the power of video and its reach to multiply his audience. So like he said, he has only really been photog- like being a photographer for the past seven years. Um, and even in that time, he switched over to video and has seen the power that video has to reach more people. Um, so he uses video to widen his audience, to cast a wider net, which then brings them back to the photos and the, ultimately the story he's trying to tell. Yeah, um, one of the things we didn't talk about in this interview is just a, a recent project that Dave did. He did, he shot a ton of video in the Holy Land. So go follow him on social media, check all that out. And while you're following folks on social media, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, the Church Photographers Podcast. Um, you can do so on anywhere you listen to uh, podcasts. And then also be sure to leave us a review because those reviews help us to shoot up in the rankings and it helps get this content into the hands of the people that need to hear it. So that's all we got time for today. Looking forward to hearing from you next week. All right, Connor, before we go, I want to tell our listeners about our production sponsor, our friends over at Simple Church Co. And I can say uh, genuinely here that they are our friends because, Connor, you are my friend and you are the mastermind behind Simple Church Co. So how about you give them the pitch? Thanks, Rob. Simple Church Co. is on a mission to make church marketing, well, simple. We offer a unique pay-as-you-are-able model, allowing us to work with any church, any size, and most importantly, any budget. You aren't paying for our services. Instead, your, your contribution is helping your brothers and sisters spread the gospel. And that's awesome. I, I so appreciate the work that you're doing to serve the church. Uh, and so if our listeners are interested in working with Simple Church Co., how can they find out more? To learn more about Simple Church Co., please visit simplechurch.co. Once again, that's simplechurch.co. That's simple. Yeah.